The best chats are always the unscripted ones. There are interesting stories all around us, and here's one of them. Open your eyes, spectaculars right in front of you. <laughs> oh yeah, this is totally unscripted, so we never know where this is going to go. Dangerous. This is the unscripted perspective, the and here's your host, Phil Parker. Phil Parker. Phil Parker. Phil Parker. Well, hello, hello, hello. It is another unscripted perspective. And of course, I try not to disappoint. Um, I have another amazing guest, Katie Roman Yolo. I said her name, people. Like, this needs to be recognized. This is like something that happens every episode. I never learn the name. And yes, so Katie is quite simply one of the most impressive people I've had in a, a long time as far as like her accomplishments thus far, her real estate, everything. But Katie, welcome to the show. How are you today? Ah, thank you so much for having me. What a great intro. And my goodness, you said my last name beautifully. <laughs> it is, like I said earlier, a doozy. And uh, yeah, kudos to that. I, I'm pretty impressed already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you... If that impresses you, this is going to be a great show. Oh, it so um, is. <laughs> so, um, Katie, for the people who kind of don't know anything about you, normally how I start the show is I let you kind of give them a brief synopsis of what you do, and then we'll just break into song and dance and chatter. Cool. Well, I am a multifaceted entrepreneur, so there are sort of many doorways that I could open up with you here today. But uh, basically, I am a business coach and also a broker owner of the company Blue Moon Realty here in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. And I essentially help entrepreneurs step into what they're most passionate about. Usually that's on the other side of fear and uh, just kind of helping to connect all of those energetic pieces to who we are and why we do what we do and what's our purpose and fulfilling through our business a lot of the times. Awesome. Well, that's a great intro. Thank you so much for that. Um, so I found you on Facebook. You've got a huge following. Um, we connected on there and there is some amazing things happening um, uh, just on that social media platform. So um, I guess what kind of led you down the path because you you you're a serial entrepreneur as you said you've kind of done all these things what kind of led you down this specific realty path my goodness I <laughs> I have actually wanted to be a real estate agent since I was five years old and it's kind of not a common one that you get when you're five years old but I used to sit in the church pews on Sundays and write out all of these like listing sheets and floor plans. And I blame my parents because we went to a lot of open houses back then. And I think I kind of got the bug from then. But I don't know, there was something that just I really, really loved the idea of how much home means for people. And I didn't have a very stable home growing up. We moved a lot. There was uh, a lot of really chaotic things that went on in my life in my early years. And uh, I ended up being one of the youngest female real estate agents in my brokerage back at 22 years old. And it's been an interesting ride. I'm 15 years in now, and I would not have expected to have opened the type of brokerage I did at this time in the world. It's something that's a little bit different than most. Right. So, um, I mean, for me, it's always daunting. Um, realty is something that 
hey, I want to own a house, but goodness gracious, try and own a house today. It is like, okay, do you have $20,000? Do you have, what did you have for breakfast? What's your social security number? How do you uh, stand on one foot, look in the easterly direction, make sure that you haven't done anything bad for the last 25 years of your life? It's like, there's so many things (laughs) that people have to jump through hoops. So how is your practice and your realty experience different? Well, one of the things I really noticed early on is that from the perspective of the agent, there's there's a lot of things that you have to do that the clients don't really know about. And the reason that's important for serving the client is because we tend to show up as human beings with all of our baggage mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically in any given moment. So when you think about the perspective of all of those things you mentioned that you got to line up and think about when you're either buying or selling a home, well, when you have an agent that shows up and some stressors are going on in their life, they're not necessarily going to treat you the way that maybe you're anticipating or needing because it's a very vulnerable thing as well to share all of the details that you need to to get into the right position. And what I found early on is that a lot of agents are really stressed out. They're not necessarily telling people that that's going on and it's filtering into their work. So the main difference with the perspective shift I like to talk about in what we do at Blue Moon Realty is that it's actually about being really centric on what's going on mentally, emotionally in the background for not only the clients, but the agents so that we can show up in this really sort of, it's almost, I want to say a healing container of support. I've got a huge background in a lot of healing modalities and energetic works as well. And I like to bring that sense of compassion and relationship building into what we do. Wow. Um, Well, it sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Because there is definitely no uh, modalities of any description at the real estate places that I've had experience with. (laughs) I hear you. Um, It's like, hey, do you have 20 grand? No. Well, tell you what, I'll just get you on this email chain that I'm going to just ping you every every day to remind you that you don't have enough money yet, but that we still want to do business when you do have money. And then when you do, just give us a call. It's like, yeah. it's a very, um, well, it's a sales driven environment. I mean, it's, it's, you know, if you can't sell to people who don't have money, so it's like, yeah. how do you, how do you navigate that and, and make sure that you're connecting with the people that you essentially want to do business with at some point? Um, for us, um, we're we're living with my in-laws right now because we just moved back from Ireland. So it's like, okay, we're navigating just property, renting, whatever we're going to end up doing. We want to own, but is it feasible at the moment? Probably not. So it's like, um, like it, it breaks your heart when your four-year-old comes to you and says, for Christmas, I want Hot Wheels track and a new house. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, We'll get right on that. And he's like, oh, no, 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 Santa's going to do it. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, because, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Santa, Elon Musk, if you're listening. um, (laughs) (laughs) Is that uh, his his alter ego? You you make it in like a split second. Just throw it our way. Just help us out, you know (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's dub his him as uh, Santa delivering houses for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's it, hey, it's better than the image of him fighting um, the CEO of Facebook. 
in a oh, goodness, grudge yes. match. Yeah, I don't know what what that whole thing was about, but uh, <laughs> yeah, look, it, it's it's kind of it's almost. I, I'm not gonna like not to put a downer on the field that you work in, but it is pretty depressing for people to kind of think about real estate anything really because of the economy now you're in Canada so it's I don't know how bad it is over there but for most of the world uh, that I've had experience in so Ireland is this way America is this way England is this way house prices are just like oh did you want to buy this sorry yeah it's just gone up 250,000 pounds dollars euros whatever you want to call the currency and it's like good luck have fun with that oh and while that's happening all the cost of living that you were experiencing before is going up as well so what were you doing about saving again (laughs) yeah oh my goodness and and you bring up such a good point because it is very much so the same here especially in ontario we often have you know a lot of this big bubble action that tends to happen where because we've got toronto centric living in the big city and everything tends to have this like nepi center that filters out into the other regions and it, it's a huge, huge increase in prices that have tended to go on in the last number of years. And one of the things that I'm really passionate about is looking at the reason why anybody is looking to purchase. Because as much as it's transactional in nature, it's it's not. It's a fundamental need. It's your right. lifestyle. It's where you're living. It's where your kids are experiencing growing up and learning who they are. And it's just so much more than a transaction And I've noticed throughout my years in just being an agent, interacting with other agents that because it's so competitive, not only are we sort of coming at each other in terms of negotiating for our clients and being on the other side of it, but we also are kind of competing against ourselves as entrepreneurs a lot of the times and thinking like, how do I do the next deal? What's the next thing? And that causes this huge amount of anxiety for people. And, you know, it causes this container of toxicity. And I think that's a lot of why that perception of the industry and salespeople and being, you know, referred to as really like that, those sleazy sales tactics that just really feel so hard and pushy are what I want to combat against because it shouldn't just be about trying to get somebody to buy something or sell something. It's about where someone is in life and what is the point to what they're doing? How does it help them live a better life? Right, right. And well, I think part of that too, and um, again, forgive me, I haven't worked in the industry, but um, from what I gather and from my friends who do or have worked in the industry, it's very much, um, it's sell or you're not making money. So it's like, it's not so much a sleazy tactic, it's a um survival tactic i guess mm-hmm. um like you're you're trying to survive you're while you're trying to sell a home to a family who's trying to set up their life you're also trying to set up your life because you're trying to sell them the home so it's like yeah it may not you're trying to a lot of times put a square peg in a round hole so it's like hey guys this is a really great house well i don't like the windows they shape kind of blah 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 well, you know what? The windows are great. Like, don't even worry about the windows. It's like, it's just like, uh, you, 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 you know, when the furniture is in here, you won't even know about the windows. It's like, uh, I mean, who needs windows anyway? You know, it's, it's, you have right. these, yeah, you know, darkness is, is the new daytime. Like, honestly, yeah. like, why were you having this conversation? So it's very, um, 
uh, I mean, car salesy a little bit, but it's yeah. like, I think car sales now has actually gone a different direction, which mm-hmm. um, is, is kind of what you're talking about, which is instead of selling a thing, you're selling an idea and you want the family to feel comfortable with that idea. So it's like mm-hmm. before you'd walk on a, a car lot and you'd be like, Hey, so I have four kids and I need a really big vehicle and blah, blah, blah. blah. And it looks like that $18,000 thing over there is great. Well, you know, there are, there's a really two seater, uh, <laughs> not to six. It's like, why are you even talking to me about two seater? You just heard I had four kids. Like, what are you? Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Like, so now it's very different. And because of the internet and because of apps and because of all these different things, I mean, we, we, we're going to touch on your, your fame or your claim to fame soon to be, um, very (laughs) shortly, but, um, like you touch on, um, a lot of things in Shark Tank. I watch it all the time over here. So the U S version of what you have over there at Dragon's Den, um, basically there's been so many different things that real estate agents or somebody where it's something hanging on a door where the key is unlocked and you have the app. So there's new ways to do things all the time to mm-hmm. so people can kind of do it without the person there standing next to them, telling them what to do, making them feel like they're being pressured into the sale. You're yeah. literally going into the house. Yeah. It smells. No, I'm, I'm okay. It's like, <laughs> it's, you know, so, home buying is no longer like you were saying transactional so much it's very you're you're kind of thinking about future you're you're setting up your life you're while yes it's let's get a house like renting is transactional without Mm -hmm. a shadow of a doubt now it's like oh my god that's twenty three hundred dollars that's a whole four hundred dollars less than the other place and it has the same amount of rooms i don't care about the shape of the rooms where the rooms are pointing, how they're, <laughs> what yeah. kind of window shape. It's a house that we can live in. Great. Let's rent that. It's not a forever home. So it's more transactional. Yeah. Whereas the forever homes are like, okay, so I want to be able to mark something on the wall when he gets to five feet tall and like, so like things that are going to be forever, like yeah. the forever home, the memories are going to be there. Now, I'm not saying that rentals don't have those because I have many, many friends that rent and they still have the same kind of memories and they still, you know, when the lease is up or they decide to move, they bring their memories with them. But it's like the reason why they are moving from place to place is because the realty world that we're talking about is so daunting and so almost untouchable. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you hit the nail on the head on so much of that. And really, it breaks down oftentimes to the intangible pieces. So is it a three-bedroom, two-bathroom home? Great number of rooms. But what is the feeling when you walk in the door? I can't tell you how many times I've had clients that, you know, everything checks on the list. Again, it's got the windows. This one's fine. Here you go. But, you know, for whatever reason, these windows don't light me up. It's not facing this way. It doesn't have that sense, that feeling. And I think that's where the other part, that multifaceted uh, entrepreneur in me tends to light up because it's the energetics of the, you know, so-called transaction in quotation marks that we really have sort of forgotten a lot of the times. So yes, there's a logical sense and the financial sense and all of those things that 
we look at, but we also need to account for how does this space feel and how does this connect into what I envision my life to be? And that's the energy part of it. And that's really where I got my foot in the door for uh, the episode I, I aired for Dragon's Den and having my other company, which is not connected to real estate at all, but connected into the energy of how we show up in life is uh, where I was able to pitch to the dragons. Oh, wow. So um, are you able to talk about that business or? Yeah. So I can t- it's it's interesting because it's kind of like um, in the, the era of uh, the secret zone at this point where there is many things I can discuss and also so many exciting things that are going to happen that are fresh on the episode for us to all sort of right. be together. And so Moon Logic is my other company that I work with heart-centered entrepreneurs and I teach how to follow the phases of the moon to navigate life and business. And it's all about discovering what are these natural energetic flows that we tend to just operate in, whether we realize it or not. So there's certain times where you're going to feel really energized in life, where you're going to feel like you're making momentum steps towards what you want. And then other times, I'm sure you can probably pinpoint where it's like, whoa, I had no energy. There was a lot of lack of resources at that time in my life or these ebbs and flows. So Moon Logic is uh, just this really unique way of trying to understand why we go through what we do, essentially. Wow. Well, um, that's kind of mind-blowing in itself because I never even thought about looking at the moon or phases of the moon or, well, I suppose uh, there's always that joke, oh, it must, it, it must be a full moon. She's in a bad mood. Like, yeah. good God, <laughs> go to the pub before you come home kind of thing so like, there's there's all those jokes those marriage jokes I suppose um about moon phases and things like that but um yeah. n- never never really attributed to business and do you think there's a reason for that yeah so my personal story really comes into play with this and I think that's also why I really gravitate to working with entrepreneurs is because we what we do in our business is oftentimes this sort of subconscious reflection or mirror into what's going on internally for us. And the, you know, back in, I'm going to say about 2017, I was working as a real estate agent, didn't have my own company or brokerage going in at that point and really hustling in the sense of what kind of life tells us to do checking off the boxes, you, you know, find the partner, you build a life, you buy a home, right. you do the things and found myself extraordinarily miserable. And the harder I worked at what my logical goals were, checking off the boxes, the more I actually was suffering from social anxiety. And it got so debilitating at points that it was very difficult for me to even have one-on-one conversations. I would cry in my car all the way home from client appointments. And nobody knew because in this job, you show up as a tough negotiator, as you know, someone that has whatever persona uh, you feel that you kind of need to be in order to obtain the the client or get the sale. And I was very much so in that hustle mentality, not realizing how much it was draining my energy because it was not who I naturally was. I'm more of a soft personality. I really care about what's going on with a person, why again they're doing what they're doing. And the work setting I was in at the time was not conducive to that. It was a very like push to sell 
uh, type of setting. And so realizing that, my goodness, I was going through these really high points of anxiety and these low points of depression in my life that were connected into cycles of uh, triggers of past traumas that I hadn't resolved within my personal life and uh, my childhood setting. And yeah. at that time, I, I did a, a whole <clears throat> lot of you know, the, like the healing modalities I mentioned, I got trained as an NLP master practitioner to understand more about how my brain was operating wow. in those states. And it, it led me into really having this passion for all of these other sides to life that I didn't realize. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I mean, I don't think there is many people who can honestly tell you that they haven't experienced what you've gone through as far as work, um, having to show up and wanting to cry in your car i mean yeah just being honest i think that's a daily occurrence for a lot of people out there mental health has become one of the biggest industries in the world as far as um just what is going on with since covid how much the cracks have shown because of covid being um kind of stuck in your own head for so long um yeah. It just, it turned everything really on its head, really. Yeah. Um, like it was, it was incredibly um, eye-opening for a lot of people, like, because you're not busy, you're not, um, you're not just running a hundred miles an hour anymore. So you're having, wait, why am I feeling like this? Oh, yeah. uh -oh what, what is this? Why? So much like anything else, you're kind of looking at yourself in the mirror for longer than you normally do um, and standing still for long enough to realize that, oh, goodness, what's going on? And yeah, so um, for for those people out there who've kind of who've gone through what you're going through or are going through what you went through, kind of what kind of changed for you and how would you direct them? Yeah, so there were some huge <clears throat> things that I had not been paying attention to for quite some time. So often the thing that we need to do the most or connect with or really discover more about ourselves is the thing that we want to do the least. So I was tending to have really serious symptoms of anxiety coming up in moments where I had to talk to people about certain things. And I started to notice how when I was in like a networking situation or anything to do with say my peers or colleagues or other real estate agents, <coughs> that what would happen is this really triggered automatic fear response, almost like a PTSD response. And I wasn't realizing it was happening until I started to break down. Okay. When exactly am I starting to feel like this and what's going on? How is this a problem in this moment? And what ended up surfacing for me was uh, how when I was 19, I actually picked up and moved all of my, my stuff just sort of on a whim and moved from Alberta, where I grew up, to Toronto, to Ontario, to go to school. And I thought leaving the sort of rough neighborhood that I grew up in and the difficult, <clears throat> difficult rather uh, family dynamic that I had, that if I just picked everything up and moved and went on my own, that I'd be able to move past it. You know, you right. grow up and you do the adulting thing. Leave your problems behind you. 
Yeah, but the unconscious mind or the subconscious really does hold on to every thought, every feeling, every experience we've ever had. So it would pop up in the most inopportune time, these really hardcore feelings of being unsafe in these settings that my mind naturally all of a sudden connected and said, this needs this thing. And because I had grown up in such a setting that there was a lot of uh, gang activity in my school and some really legitimate dangerous situations that I sort of fled from, I then sort of superimposed that feeling, that uh, lack of safety onto my colleagues. So all of a sudden in my mind, I had developed this narrow trackway that said, and this was unknowingly, like it was totally unconscious that I was doing this, that when you have a conversation with somebody I all of a sudden was sort of dropped back into what it felt like to be a teenager in that setting where it was legitimately dangerous. So it was like that, that trauma response was happening. And I think the best thing that ever happened to me was actually admitting what I was struggling with because I had been hiding it for so long, trying to pretend that everything was, you know, okay, I'm, I'm doing fantastic in my life. Here's, you know, everything's fine. We put on the mask that we feel that we need to. And just sharing, it was actually with a stranger at a conference, real estate conference, that I'm struggling with anxiety. And it was the first time I'd ever said it out loud. And it had been decades of struggling. And it just started to lift some of those pieces of that mask in that moment that I would then uh, be vulnerable enough to say something's going on here. So really having the awareness that it's, it's going on is the biggest step. You know, um, I don't think um, I've really spoken too much. Well, I suppose I have addressed quite a few things because we've had some mental health conversations before on the show. But um, even for me, um, you know, I was in Ireland for many reasons, one of which was my parents. Um, And, you know, um, facing your parents' mortality um, dealing with some things that maybe you didn't want to deal with, um, or that you weren't really psychologically prepared to deal with, even though you went with the the best of intentions. Um, it's, it's a big eye opener. Like I've, I've been to the doctor, I've sat down in front of uh, a general practitioner during COVID and I've said, I don't know why, but this is how I feel. And legitimately, like I've never kind of dealt with those feelings before. So it was really like, what is going on right now? Because this fog that I keep feeling, and you know, the fog that I'm speaking of is depression. And a lot of people feel that, felt that, kind of go through it on a daily basis, don't realize what it is. Um, there are an alarming numbers as far as undiagnosed depression out there. And it's because, you know, we kind of, um, I know me personally growing up, it's like, ah, come on, just, ah, you're grand, go on, like, keep going. Yeah. You're, you're just in a funk. It's, it's just cause it's raining. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah. just keep going. Or, um, you're not, what do you, you don't know what depression is. Will you stop? Hmm. What, why would you be depressed about sure you have a roof over your head and the bills are paid and what are you talking about like that's yeah. that's ireland that's you know um and just as a shocking statistic 
Ireland has the highest rate of male suicide in the world based off its population. Yeah, that's so incredible. That in itself tells you so many stories and so many things that mental health has become the top subject material out there for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's because people need this this yeah. um, outreach from people who are now going, hey, I have a way that you can feel better. Like, come and talk to me. Whether it's you, whether it's uh, somebody else who has a different product or reasoning or way of thinking or whatever, it's become like one of the biggest industries ever so fast. And it's not even medical. It's a lot of it is like, just like, you're not a doctor, but hey, you know what people are going through. So you've devised a way or come up with ways and studied different things to combat the the feelings and the struggles that people go through. Like you talk about anxiety. I suffer from anxiety in, in times that I don't understand why. Like it's like panic. It's not so much um I can't even identify the situations that I actually get anxiety, but I know when it's happening. And mm-hmm. it's not a fun feeling at all. It's like what is going on right now? This is not even a situation I should be worried about. Like I do this on a daily basis. Why is this a thing? And it just hits you and then you just have to... Now, I've learned how to ride the wave and Mm -hmm. I'm a lucky one because my anxiety... So I combated my anxiety with social interaction. So Mm -hmm. I'm a talker. This is why I do what I do with podcasts. I love meeting new people. When I first started, the anxiety I had before a show was incredible. It was like, because I did stand-up comedy for seven years. So I would have that same anxiety. So it was literally like I was about to open the curtain. And so the reason, just before the show, um, I'm in the room. I have my camera off. I have my mic off. I let you come in the camera and everything, everything's open on my side. And I take my time and I sit down. I'm like, I take a breath. I turn on my camera, turn on my mic and we introduce each other. That's exactly it. That's how I've combated. Mm -hmm. That's my process. That's how I digest everything. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, how did you, how did you become a public speaker? How did you deal with this? I'm like, I didn't become anything. I just learned how to, I learned how to get over stuff because I didn't have what is available today. Right. You know, like the the stuff that people are coming up with and the offerings and all the stuff that now has become common, like when it's no different to going to see a guidance counselor or a relationship counselor or whatever. Before you would say that, like a marriage counselor, for example, you would say that and it was like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Why? Oh my goodness. Is it like, are you, are you going to have a door? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, now everybody does it. And it's a regular thing because it's something that is normal. It's like, hey, let's learn how to communicate better. And we're not going to do that ourselves. So let's go and speak to this person because they're going to mediate better than your mom or your dad will. Because <laughs> <laughs> like literally that's, that's your options or your friend yeah. who 
then it becomes, well, they were your friend before we got together, so they're going to be biased. And it's just it just deletes that little wall. So you're, you're now doing stuff admittedly more expensive than you normally would, but, you know, it's things that help you get over the hurdles. Yeah. So, like, for, for your instance, like, how is it that you, um, I suppose, in your, what's your day-to-day? Like, if I came to see you about, and I just said, okay, this is what I'm going through, mm-hmm. how would you, how would you first address it? Like, give me kind of a rundown of how that day or that meeting would go. Yeah, so it's a great question, and I, I like that you brought up the the stigma sort of that has been attached in the past to even talking about these kinds of things. And and it's just so heartbreaking that uh, when we suffer in silence, that really is what amplifies the suffering. And for me on my own personal journey of dealing with anxiety, it has been about getting to the root cause. And a lot of the times the root is very surprising to us once we uncover what it is. It's down deep under layers of triggers. For example, you're you know, coming onto the show and being a, a comedian at first and having that triggered response that really lights up that part of your brain that says, oh, behind the curtain right? There, there's a moment in time in which this then occurs. That's lighting up a, a neural trackway within the mind that is used to a certain pattern of thinking. And when that pattern of thinking occurs, what then happens is we develop muscle memory. And the muscle memory is held in the body. And it's not necessarily in a particular part of the body, but a lot of the times it will reside into what I want to call the heart space. And that's where we feel our anxiety. So it's like this immediate response. And one of the things I often will do first with clients is to really address, number one, a whole bunch of questions that we never thought to ask. So it's kind of like this intake process of really diving deep into things that we didn't realize were important to ask. And it's unique every time to everybody individually, but it helps to sort of narrow into, okay, is there a point in time that something is happening as a pattern? Because usually when you're dealing with something that is either showing up uh, in different ways as a challenge or a struggle or in, say, a certain type of relationship that keeps popping up, a certain type of business struggle, there's usually a pattern to it. And that pattern will have a root cause. And that root cause is going to be found somewhere within our unconscious mind. Because again, that unconscious part of us is really what's responsible for how we show up. It dictates our behaviors. It's our driver because it's the storehouse of every thought, every experience, and every feeling attached to all of those experiences that we've ever had. So if we've got something tucked away deep back on that shelf of the unconscious that says, this is not safe, this is something that causes this feeling because I've experienced that in the past, it'll bring it forward again in the most inopportune times to say, here you go, deal with me. This is exactly what is supposed to happen because my body knows this to be true in this moment. So I do a lot of work with clients with muscle testing. And this is through, again, inquisitive natured questions and sort of a process that allows for us to dive into what type of responses are the body having. And because the body will have our truest response. And this is either done um, kind of on the deltoid muscle here at the top of the arm, which we just press down in a a gentle format. And there's a a few cues that will allow us to really get true and proper responses. But it's a highly effective way to really see, 
okay, what are you responding to? Is there a trigger, a root that we can get to here? Wow. I mean, um, it always baffles me whenever I have somebody that's um, dealing or involved in mental health in on the show because, like, legitimately there's a new take or another perspective, quote-unquote, without trying to be too corny because of the name of the show or anything, um, like a new perspective on just how to deal with whatever you're going through. And yeah. like, you're talking about like muscle, um, like muscle memory and, and finding how people react by pushing your shoulder or what I'm just like, what, like one, how, how did you even like, you just sitting there one day and you go, wait a minute, I'm feeling like, oh, or it's just, it's just madness. It's like you, you sit there as a, as a normal human being, um, witnessing greatness happen in you, for example, and your, the accomplishments that you've made and everything that you've overcome and the ways you help people and an ordinary Joe Schmo like myself is sitting here going, wow like you're you're basically helping people because you found a way to get over your your struggles and then studied this 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 give us a list and then you're like okay i'm gonna make this a business and i'm gonna be successful and i'm gonna get over my struggles and then i'm gonna help people as a business like how like what inspired you to do that first of all because legitimately most people in in mental health issues are grateful to get past their own struggles let alone help anyone else do their struggles you know what I mean it's yeah. like it's blowing people's minds that like people who are like yourself are going out there going hey this is how I got over it I'm not a doctor I didn't get a degree in neurophysiology or any of that stuff but I am going to make your life better by you doing this like that's just again it's just inspiring well i will say it was never the plan and i would absolutely have never thought that i would be here doing what i'm doing today and it, it really sort of happened by accident and i think all of this found me by just trying to help myself first so i had never intended to be a coach or train in anything that i i did what happened was that moment in which i said at a conference to that stranger, I'm really struggling with anxiety. It was a sort of this divinely orchestrated moment where I think, you know, fate finally caught up to me to say, you're going to deal with your problems and this is going to be the moment and it's going to feel like a ton of bricks coming down by saying these words. I felt shame and embarrassment that I was admitting I wasn't perfect and all of these silly things that nobody is perfect and nobody can be. So we put too much pressure on ourselves to be and in that moment, it caused this domino effect to happen. That particular person was actually the creator of the modality I'm talking about. It's called the quantum change process that we use the muscle testing for. I didn't know it at the time. And they were talking about at this conference, the different ways of communicating for sales. And I thought, okay, maybe my problem is I need to learn how to better communicate. I'll feel a little bit more confident, won't be so nervous. Maybe that's why I have social anxiety. And it was like this entry level into actually going 
into deeper layers that I really needed to address by having this safe energy around this person. And I don't know if you've ever had an encounter of someone where it's like, hey, I can just really jive with this person. I feel like I can open up, have greater conversations. I just connect with this person a bit easier, even if it's a right. stranger, right? right? So it was one of those moments where I, I just intuitively had this sense of, okay, that like, this is okay. This person's a safe person. And I started with asking questions about what it was that they were doing, they were training on and ended up at sort of a weekend training seminar thing for real estate intended with my business there and communication and realizing very early on into that, that I had a lot more going on that was actually just surfacing in my business, showing up as a symptom and I needed to address it further. So at that moment I realized, okay, there's some things that you people are offering as trainers that I think I would benefit from, from that mental health perspective, from addressing my anxiety. A quantum change process session was the very first thing that I experienced as a client sitting there in the chair, having the muscle testing and getting to the root cause of what was going on for me. And in that moment, it was about a three hour session and I had discovered that my body anyways was telling me the story of like what happened and this is going to blow your mind into the second trimester of when I was actually in my mother's womb. And so of course, you know, the question from the practitioner and I'm just like, well, I don't know, like how am I supposed to know that? And it was just this gentle, you know, your body is addressing that there, there is something that is, you know, potentially connected into what it is that you're experiencing as a problem, as a pattern. And the pattern that was being revealed to me in that session was how I actually had this perspective of women being weak. And at that point in my life, I was considered this sort of really cold, hard negotiator type personality, somebody I, I wouldn't even like if I were to meet myself back then today. <laughs> and it was just this fake persona. It wasn't naturally who I was. It's just who I thought I had to be. And it caused a lot of anxiety, but that was because my unconscious mind said, women are weak. And if women are weak, you don't want to be a weak woman. So how do you show up as not a weak woman? And that was my version of not being a weak woman, strong, hard lines, a jerk, really. And that didn't feel good either. But what had happened in the second trimester of my own uh, gestation, I guess, as developing into a human, I went back and asked my mom after that session. And it was the very first time that she actually told me that there was this huge thing that was going on between her and my father at the time. And he was a very abusive man and she had left. She had my older sister with her who was three years old. She had left and she all of a sudden realized when she had been gone for only a short time that she was pregnant with me. And she felt that she had no choice second trimester had no choice but to go back because of the fear of how would she do it on her own? What, what would she do? And there was a, a whole lot of problems that presented for her that she felt she had no other choice. And in that moment, as her, she expressed this to me to the, for the very first time, the feeling that she actually had was that she thought she was doing what was weak. Like she, she literally used the words weak and it rooted in somehow, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it made this energetic connection to me, even as a little one that was growing and it sort of opened up in my life and 
repeated as a perspective over and over again. And I had to heal that part of me, that thought, that toxic thought that then turned into a belief in order to really show up as the person I actually am. So the reason I share that is because once I actually addressed that in me, other people started to notice my life being different. So I was able to leave the really toxic setting that I was working in. And it was a team setting. I I didn't want to be there, but it was like, I felt like I had to because I was making good money, but it really wasn't my personality setting. I left and used, you know, my new or sort of re-improved reconnecting back to who I was, my truest personality to, to start my business over on my own. And I had these incredible results that happened just by the emotional healing that I personally went through. And other people started to notice and say like, what the heck are you doing? What happened here? I don't even recognize you. And I said, well, I, you know, did this training, did this, you know, these different sessions and things for myself. And they started to say, can you work with me too? And I was like, oh no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't do this with other people. But at that point I was actually certified in in everything because I was so fascinated by all of the different results. And I had a good friend say, what are you doing? Why, why are you saying no? Like you are qualified, certified. Right. You would love doing this with people. And why are you saying no? And then I had to address a whole nother layer of not feeling good enough to do this with other people. I thought mm. I just did it for me. And my business was born, my coaching work anyways, was born from this accidental connection of just having results happen and being passionate about it for other people too. Wow. Um, so that really, I guess, well, I'm sitting down, but it would have made me sit down, I guess. Um, Mm. it kind of floored me the whole story. Um, just, um, hearing that in your mother's womb, like what? Sorry. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think the hardest thing to kind of acknowledge in that situation is it's, it's, wasn't in your control regardless you know it was part it's part of your existence but it's not really part of your quote-unquote life that you know and so many people are going around just going hey like I don't know what's going on I don't know why I don't know why I'm like this I don't have this answer I don't have that answer they've spent thousands of dollars on anything you just pick a subject and really what you're saying is that it may not even happen while you were walking around or crawling or, you know, having a baby's bottle. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I I most certainly have uh, seen the effects of unknown things to be true and influence my own life. And I've seen it unfold with many clients where it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, prior to birth, but just, you know, our younger years where we don't even realize that we pick something up or even that society instills in us, right? We constantly have this bombardment of information of who we're supposed to be and how we live and the conditioning that occurs. How are we applying that to our lives and deciding, well, this is who I am because this is what I've been conditioned to believe to be true. And it's a series of really awakening those awarenesses to understand, well, what do I actually think about that? Is that what I believe or did I pick that up somewhere along the line? And it's different for everybody. Right. I mean, for me personally, I think, um, I mean, I'm going through that right now with just 
figuring out what I want to do professionally or otherwise. Like um, I'm working, um, but uh, in my own head, I'm like, it's not a forever job. It's not something that I want to hang my hat on uh, and say, yeah, when I turn 58, um, yeah, my kid's going to look at me and I'm going to be wearing the same uniform. I'm going to be doing the same thing. It's, I don't, in, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, yeah. but it's finding out or figuring out what it is that you kind of want to do. And if it is something that's attainable or how it is attainable, like for me, I'd love to help people. Um, I've actually got certified as a life coach, but, um, having the confidence and the i suppose the know-how to navigate that world without completely getting lost in it and giving god forbid uh bad advice <laughs> you're just like yeah oh no like uh yeah um or words to that effect and <laughs> just you're you're just kind of what is you know so um while that is one path, um, now I'm writing a children's book because um, writing is something that I love. Um, I'd love to be a copywriter, but that is another thing that is a world I'm not familiar with. So it's like you're there's so many things that I'd love to do, but it's what's attainable, what I can achieve right now, what I can touch on that isn't 4,000 or 6,000 mm -hmm. or means that I have to completely stop earning the money that I need to exist. Yeah. Like, um, I think that is, I've had this conversation actually with a couple of other people and it's like, I think that is what holds people back the most is, yeah, I'd love to do this, but I can't do this without quitting what I'm doing. And I have to provide for my family. So if I quit what I'm doing, then I can't provide for my family. There, therein lies the issue. So yeah. it's like you're trapped in this entrepreneurial fear of, um, I suppose, taking that step, but also um, stepping away from what you feel your social or just existing responsibilities are like i mean as a father i have to pay, make sure i pay the bills um my wife actually earns more than me now which um is a is a private uh uh thing that kills me inside but also i'm <laughs> proud proud of as well because she's worked really hard to get to where she is but it makes me realize that, hey, maybe I need to start looking at other things. Maybe I need mm -hmm. to start pushing a little harder at, at the, the points that maybe I could do better at. Like, mm -hmm. So when you were talking about like um, looking at the things that maybe um, psychologically are holding you back as an entrepreneur or just as a human being, just walking around, just doing normal stuff. Um, I mean, it, I resonate with that 100% because it is a daily struggle. Like, yeah. I think everybody hears that alarm in the morning and goes, I really don't want to go where I have to today. Um, that's not what I want to do today. It's not what I want to do ever. But if I don't, the lights aren't going to turn on. The rent isn't going to get paid. The house is probably not going to be ours. So I guess, I guess I'm going to go and be miserable for eight hours. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I would love, I would absolutely adore if this podcast would make 
tons of money for me, but it's not why I do it. It's connecting with people like you and telling your story that really enables me to help people vicariously, thereby kind of me, because I'm not really doing life coaching or anything. So it's like, mm -hmm. hey, well, hey, I had Katie on and she was able to tell everyone how to be better at being human. So technically I help people a little bit. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, um, I, I think I'm just coming up with excuses. But quite honestly, you know, um, what gets me out of bed every morning right now is my kids. Um, quite literally. Um, uh, Rory gets up at 6, 5.30, 6 o'clock. Daddy, make me breakfast. Okay, cool. And then I'm off to work. So it's like, yeah. but um, we talked about um, briefly, you know, he he really has inspired me because he loves books. He loves uh, reading. Um, even though he can't read, he loves the, the idea of reading. So it's something that we're working on right now. He starts school on Monday um, or daycare, preparing for elementary school. Yeah. Um, after a long struggle of trying to find um, just care that was affordable, we found somewhere mm -hmm. amazing. Um, so that's exciting for him. But what inspires me is the fact that he loves what I do for him, which is reading books and mm -hmm. reading stories and hearing stories. So at night we we tell stories. We listen to stories on our Alexa. Like we put on um audibles or whatever is going um or his own podcast which um he came up with himself because he just <laughs> couldn't bear the thought of his friends not having a story read to them at night so um yeah it was it chokes me up talking about it a lot of the time because it really is his as much as i've helped him do it it's him it's he's yeah. the intro he he hears the stories he hears the books or reads the books. Um, he's done the intro. He's picked the music. He introduces this the, the podcast and he says, thank you for listening at the end. Uh -huh. And that was all a little project we did in one day. And now when the books come, we read them. And there's been a huge, 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 huge um, interest in it because of just what it is, you know, promoting literacy, uh, literacy, literacy in um kids is huge um yeah. so yeah that's what kind of gets me out of bed in the morning is just he's given me new motivation because i've now reached out to um local libraries uh we're actually do, doing a partnership with them now so the 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 authors are sending physical copies of their books to me that we will donate after reading the book so thereby they're going to be circulated in the library system and kids who are listening to the podcast can actually mm. read along if they go and pick out the book or they can go buy the book on Amazon or whatever they want to do. And that's, that's kind of paying it forward and giving these independent authors the limelight that they deserve because creating is another amazingly huge step to make and putting your thing out into the world is an anxiety ridden journey that you like it's just incredible so I love to help anyone doing that process because I've gone through it with this podcast I go through it daily with his podcast and so just giving back and helping trying to help like you kind of you're, what you're doing 
but um, it's finding what you're good at and trying to, like if I could do that, monetize that and make that my career, I would be the happiest man alive. But yeah. unfortunately, I get up at 6.30, 6 in the morning and I'm gone at the door and I'm back in 10 hours and I'm putting them to yeah. bed, telling them stories and out doing recording, uh, meeting great people like you and just trying to start this all over again, you know, so. Yeah, well, first of all, I absolutely love what you're doing and what an incredible pair of the two of you are. And I really think that you are amassing uh, breadcrumbs is is what I call it. It's like the little pieces of of something that will actually collect and become something really incredible. And, And looking back, you'll be able to see all of the little pieces that made up something I think that is really amazing you you may contribute to in the future here. And there there's some things that are connected as well. When you talk about the copywriting, like and then the, you know, reading of the books and then the podcasting and connecting with people and having your life coaching, like there's a lot of pieces that can click into each other that I think are are maybe guiding you somewhere that is coming. It, it might not necessarily I, be I hope here, so. right? I do hope yeah. So. I do. Hope yeah. so. I mean, it's, um, I didn't, uh, I don't think I divulged this since we've spoken because we booked, um, uh, for my listeners, I book, uh, almost two months in advance because it is incredibly difficult laying out great guests every single time. And while yes, there's amazing people out there, it's hard to find Katie's out there. So, mm-hmm. Um, I'm very lucky to be booked so much in advance, but since we first spoke, I've actually been recognized by Hollywood Digest. So, um, that is a massive, like, I'm not going to lie. I kind of shed a tear of joy when I got that message because I send these podcasts out into the world and I, I mean, I get feedback, but it's always amazing to get feedback like that. So like I always say, um, the listenership happens naturally. I don't do a lot of promotion. Um, I am absolutely useless with social media. So, um, guests along the way this year have been giving me tips and pointers on how to grow my Instagram and God help me for saying threads, uh, following. Um, but it is, uh, it, it is a project that I'm working on right now to do better at that. But um, it's it's become a journey for me. So that is my goal this year is to be better at that. But um, I'm, I'm just lucky to connect with people like you. Like a lot of the guests that I have, like, for example, my f- the first 30, 40 episodes, um, I stopped for maybe two years because... Um, of the whole COVID thing, traveling internationally. I was in Ireland, didn't have a lot of internet, was living with my parents for a short amount of time. Just navigating that whole world was just, um, it was challenging. I had a one, almost two-year-old that came with me and we were trying to make sure that he was good. And there was just so many other priorities for me. Yeah. But um, people that I met along the way through this podcast actually stayed connected. Um, uh, Paul Fortune, um, you know, Ryan Stanley, two amazing life coaches for anyone who's interested in that world, um, really just befriended me and reached out. Um, and um, among others, like, the, I mean, um, Eileen Shapiro, who 
basically has made this podcast what it is today by giving me amazing talent as well um, to come on the podcast. She's a PR agent that I met accidentally on Facebook. <laughs> it was oh, nice. Like, <laughs> like kind of like you, it's just things just you, you're just, oh, click, 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 click. And then somebody sends you a message and you're like, holy crap, this is yeah. um, cool. And you just vibe and, you know, we've, we're now, um, we're almost family, I would say, because the way we oh. talk to each other. So it's like, um, it's just an amazing relationship. But it's like you said, it's sometimes you just got to wait for those doors to kind of open or um, somebody to knock on a door or kind of lead you in that path because you're not the first person to say that those little pieces can click together and eventually they will. But um, it's a... Uh, it's finding ways to navigate that world and figure out how to do that in a way that really makes it possible for me to do it full time because that is my end game is to be able to do that is to help people to be home when the kids need me. Um, Charlotte, my, my almost two year old who two turning God, almost 18. It feels like she gives me so much attitude. Um, But yeah, just I'm, I'm, grateful because this is out there like these podcasts are forever this is my legacy when if god forbid anything should ever happen the kids will always be able to listen to these podcasts and hear daddy talking to amazing minds and learning and figuring out how what what kind of priorities i have in my life so um yeah i'm just inspired by people like you and that's kind of why i do this well thank you so very much and congratulations on everything that you're doing. It is a huge thing to step outside of the day-to-day and to do something you're passionate about and knowing that you'll probably never quite feel ready for no. the, you know, the hundred percent for anyone that's no. out there when you, when you move into something new or, you know, expand on what it is you want to do, there's never the best time. It's kind of like having kids. It, it's never exactly the right moment that everything lines right, up. It just right. sort of happens. It never is. Yeah. We kept putting <laughs> off, putting it off, putting it off. And you know what? I'm glad that we didn't put it off any longer because like you said, it's, you're never ready. No, for those who are listening, you're never. Whatever you're trying to do, you're never ready. Stop saying I'll do it when I'm ready, because yeah. you're just step outside that box. Just push yourself. Um, yeah. I've, um, my friends come to me for advice all the time. People I, um, colleagues with come to me for advice all the time, and it's always the same thing. It's, guys, you're never ready. It doesn't matter. Like you just need to step outside that box, and so, um kind of bringing it back and circling it around to you. What's the future for you? What are you focusing on now? Like, um, what can we look forward to? And obviously, you're going to be on Dragon's Den. Hello, my favorite show ever. I don't know how we've got a whole podcast without ever mentioning it. You said it like once and I, yeah. and I never kicked that door down, which I promised myself I would. Um, the Canadian uh, Dragon's Den, which is the equivalent to, I guess, if you're in the UK, Dragon's Den, it's not really any different. It's just different uh, dragons. Um, for anyone listening in the US, it's Shark Tank. So, um, yeah, I mean, congratulations, first of all, because that's an amazing achievement just getting on there. Um, you're like just the fact that because I know there's a bunch of loopholes, there's application processes there's a wait list there's all this stuff and you made it on there so congratulations for that um i won't ask any questions about whether you got the deal i won't ask questions (laughs) about anything of that nature because the episode hasn't even aired yet but just well done i mean 
that's amazing. That's an that's an amazing achievement. Just being able to be recognized, whether you walk down the the, I, I'm trying to remember the entry or the the beginning of Dragon's Den Canada because <laughs> every one of them is so different. It's like the UK one. You're getting on a uh, on an elevator lift right. for those in the UK, and you just you're going up and you you're standing in front of these people that smile, and you're just like, I'm yeah. so petrified right now. <laughs> The energy is intense and it's these big glass doors that open up and you, yeah. you walk in and you hit your mark and uh, it's go time. And it is, it's very intense is the energy I will say, but it was the, an incredible experience and felt quite natural to be there. One of those things that I think just uh, for whatever reason was meant to be. And uh, I think in in essence, we, we touched on essentially what the episode is also about because it is all about moon logic really being all of those pieces of me that were birthed uh, through struggle and hardship and wanting to help others not have to go through all of those things in order to get to not where they think they should be, but where they naturally are sort of supposed to be through alignment when we take away all these layers of the things that are holding us back. And uh, it's a, an incredible app that uh, has all these features that are immersive and uh, allows for growth and moving forward and taking momentum and also settling into rest and knowing exactly when to do that. So uh, I'm excited for it being sort of a game changer, different type Is of thing. Yeah, uh, well, the the app itself is uh, launching for August first, so it, uh, it it will be out soon. Everything's sort of coming out in connection. Season eighteen for Dragon's Den is when I'll be on sometime in the fall this uh, year here. Awesome. So, awesome. stay Looking tuned forward to for it. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon as as soon as um, you can release app details and all that kind of stuff, um, I'll be happy to share it on my social media that I'm working on rigorously oh. trying to to build. Uh, but yeah, I will definitely share it with the people who are listening um, because, look, Katie, if I was a shark or if I was a dragon, you'd have my money. Although I'm not <laughs> sure how much I have at this present moment, but uh, it isn't much, but you have it for sure. Because uh, just this this whole podcast has been an absolute pleasure. Um, you're a wonderful mind and a wonderful person. So I appreciate you being on the show um, uh -huh. for those who just want to keep tabs on you and don't have to necessarily want to keep tabs on me, um, what kind of social media presence have you got? Have you got a website? Where can we kind of follow you yeah, or stalk uh, you? If that is a, another, <laughs> is, that, is that a better term? Uh, are, well. are we threads now? Are we Facebook? <laughs> are we Instagramming it? Are we tweeting? I don't even, I think I'm just going to kill my Twitter account after threads today, yeah. but there you go. Yeah, I hear you there. I have not jumped on the threads, uh, Ben Wagon, yet. I am uh, fully immersed in so many other things, so I'm trying to hold my energy down. But uh, Facebook, I love Facebook. Uh, Instagram, I'm there as well. TikTok, I'm on too. And I just, uh, I don't know, connect with me where Google my name, I'm telling you, you'll find the place in which you want to resonate most with to hang out. I have uh, Moon Logic Magic School is my online membership that connects into a lot of these pieces. And my website is just Coach Katie and Katie spelled K-A-D-Y, D is in David. Yes, that is a big differentiator. My wife will shoot me if I don't help you with that one because <laughs> hers is K-A-T-E-Y. Oh, 
Yeah, just uh, I love surrounding myself uh, myself with um, <laughs> Katie's that have cool sounding or not sounding, but cool spelling names, I should say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Interesting. For, for those who want to uh, uh, Google you after this, um, I will have her correct spelling in the description, 100%. <laughs> I'll cheat and I'll give you a link to um, anything that is her social media, just so it'll make it easier for you guys, because I know that the name itself is daunting, even though it's original. Um, <laughs> but I'm just going to boast and say your name again, Katie Romagnolo. Yeah, yeah, you get it. I, I'm just it's just so easy to say. I, once you say it <laughs> once, it's like it's like riding a bike. It's great. Um, yeah, thank so, you. <laughs> um, um, thank you once again. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure. I know we kind of uh, a little bit over the hour mark, but um, you being in Canada and a little bit later I appreciate you staying up to the to the wee hours of the morning to talk to me um so uh thank you once again it has been an absolute pleasure um for my listeners this has been another awesome episode of the unscripted perspective um as always um go forth with grace and I will speak to you again soon we'll have another amazing guest next week and um yeah, hopefully another amazing story because I don't know how we follow this, honestly, because uh, Katie, Katie has just blown the casket, the, the basket, whatever, whatever it is, wide open. <laughs> now I have to follow this. I'm going to have to rearrange how things are releasing now. Like the work that I have to put in now is unreal, <laughs> but I'm so grateful because it was such an amazing night. So thank you again. Oh, All right, guys, goodness. yet again. Um, have a wonderful time wherever you are. We'll chat again soon. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to leave us a rating or review on your favorite listening platform. Be sure to keep in touch with us on Facebook and Instagram at The Unscripted Perspective or you can visit us at www.theunscriptedperspective.com Come on!